Welcome to Homeschool Companion, your source for information, motivation, and inspiration. If you're part of the homeschool community or simply interested in learning more about home-based education, stay tuned. Together we'll examine the latest resources, learning styles, and teaching techniques. We'll speak with experts in the field to help you uncover every homeschool advantage. We'll also present suggestions on how to keep Christ in the curriculum as we explore fresh ways to teach and learn. Here's your homeschool companion host, author, educator, and children's ministry specialist, Dr. Rose Gamblin. Welcome, welcome. I'm here with Dr. Sylvia Hartfried. Thank you so much for coming. You know, many of our listeners couldn't go and couldn't go and have the expertise of a someone of your caliber help them on a personal level, but they can listen to this show and get all this wonderful advice and knowledge. Uh, before we talk about your book, The Digital Invasion, and that's going to be the title of the show, The Digital Invasion, because it's truly invading our lives. We can't, uh, we can't prevent it in some respects. But just tell us how you came to be or how this became a passion of yours. Mm. Well, thank you, first of all, Dr. Rose, for having me on your show. Yes, it was a very personal passion as my teenage son um, was very digitally addicted, especially to video gaming. And as I started doing the research for the book, I just had this real awakening moment of, wow, this was happening in my own house, and I really wasn't even aware of it. So I became very passionate to find ways that I could help him to disengage from his digital technology and to plug into real life. And I really had to look at my own life that I wasn't really modeling good digital (laughs) management myself, that I was sitting on my laptop till all hours of the night, and the Mm -hmm. kids would come and say, look, mom's digitally invaded. (laughs) And so that's kind of where the digital invasion came from. It can happen to anyone. <laughs> it can. You know, I was listening to the book uh, on Steve Jobs, his mm. autobiography. And um, he, you know, he came from that hippie era and LSD, and, and he really loved the psychedelic. He loved the psychedelic experiences from the hallucinations and stuff from getting high. And he wanted to give that same wonderful experience in the products that he developed and it really the dots really connected for me wow that wow we have something here that's causing brain to change you know maybe not brain damage but it's causing it to change so i think your message is so timely So let's start at the very beginning. Well, first of all, if you'd like to check it out, even as you're listening to the show, you can go to digitalinvasion.com. That's your website. And you've also written a book. Uh, One of the persons who endorsed it said, finally, a powerful, well-researched book that helps us grapple with and respond to the digital tsunami that has swept over us. And it has really swept over us. Yeah. I mean, I look at the little child that is fussing or whatever, and what is what are they given to calm them? But, yeah. you know, someone's little iPhone with games on them. I mean, so how is digital technology rewiring our brains and changing us? Right. Well, basically, it's, it's wiring our brains for distraction. And so we have so many different 
stimulus coming at us and all the multitasking that really the digital world produces and the high adrenaline, especially our kids with the um, video gaming. And so our brains are being rewired. And what that's doing is it's overloading our brains. And when our brains get overloaded, they reduce their function. And especially in what's called our prefrontal cortex area. And that's so important because that's the area that helps us with self-regulation, with developing good empathy. And so you can see as children how that can really impact them. And I saw this with my son where I would say, you know, oh, this happened to so-and-so. And he kind of acted like, well, okay. And I started thinking, wow, as I did the research, this is true. I'm seeing it in my own son and how it's impacting his self-control and even his empathy. Wow. I would never, th- I wouldn't think of empathy But I suppose, you know, just as when you're high on any drug, what Mm -hmm. happens is you don't really care about anybody else. Absolutely. It's pretty sad. So then this then leads to how it it affects the relationships in the family, attachments, Mm -hmm. detachment. Right. So tell us about that. Yeah. And so, you know, as a counselor, we... Um, we know that um, we need to form healthy attachments, what we call a safe attachment with our children mm-hmm. and with those primary people in our life. So how this affects our attachments is to have a safe attachment, someone needs to feel seen and valued and heard. And so what's happening is as we as parents are spending so much time in our digital world, we are distracted. We're, um, our kids are running around and doing things. Look at mommy. Look at daddy. Look what I can do. Look what's happening. And so many times, that's nice, honey. I'm, I'm you know, oh, yeah. that's great. We're not having that eye contact that's so important we call that mirroring to look into a Mm -hmm. person's face and we mirror back to our child a smile Mm -hmm. an affirmation and that's so important and it's a big piece that we really need to stress is being lost in this Mm -hmm. digital time and we've got to really be intentional to be aware of how that's going to impact how they attach and I know I as a counselor sit with people with bad attachment styles day after day helping them to heal from that and that could be any, I mean, the attachment or detachment is, can be caused by a number of things, but almost always behind it is some type of addictive or high-risk behavior. Is that right. in your... Right. Yes. And and the distraction of, especially in our digital world, that we're not paying attention. We're not being mindful of being with the person in the present because we're always somewhere else or distracted distracted you know I I hadn't really thought of it like that I had thought of how it impacts what is the dopamine and the different chemicals Mm -hmm. and that it you become addicted to that high or that adrenaline that's you know uh, rushing through your body as you're in this virtual world Mm -hmm. but what about just you know, communicating with other people, texting and, and, and things like that, um, you know, is is there harm in that to your children or your other relationships? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the texting, the um, the Facebook posts, those are, are fine for, you know, quick little sound bites, but you can't really have conversations. You know, if we were to add up all our texts and tweets and posts, I mean, do they even really add up? to a really good conversation. But we can't have intimacy without conversations. And these connections, we need to see them as for what they are. Like I connect with my kids through text. Hey, how are you doing today? What's going on? But I can't have a relationship with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to just, that's filler. You know, that's a side dish. But I've Mm -hmm. got to have, you know, where we're looking at each other face-to-face or at least on the phone, Mm -hmm. hearing a voice and being able to have that face-to-face. And it can't be in these little sound bites. 
Now, when did you, when do you think this really, this invasion really started? I mean, a, an invasion has to start somewhere. Right. Well, you know, we, we called it that, that it's really been an invasion like, like an ant colony. You know, it wasn't um, like a, an atom bomb. We would have noticed that. And I, that's what I really found with my own personal situation was waking up one day going, how did I get here? How did I not see this coming? And, you know, it really gets back to, I guess we could say, you know, the advent of the Internet. But really, um, you know, as the texting came, as the gaming, you know, and that's really only been in the last, you know, 10 years. So it hasn't been very long. But it really did sort of sneak up with us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the producers of all of these products really, you know, have not been real great about giving us, you know, warning labels and giving us instruction manuals. And so I think for most of us, we saw all the benefits mm-hmm. and didn't see the destructive part. And we're kind of, you know, we, most people say we don't want to be alarmists. We do want to be alarmists and say, you know, um, you need to be aware that this can be damaging to your health, your wellness, your relationships. Uh, on the extreme end of the spectrum, how damaging can it be? Right. So we're seeing Internet addiction um, disorder. It will be in the DSM-5, which is basically the we call the Bible of psychology, and we use that for, okay. for diagnosis, and that just came out last month. Um, and so Internet addiction is considered the most common and fastest-growing addiction of our time. And it really is a problem, and, and one of the reasons is because of the easy access. Most of us have a phone mm-hmm. or a smartphone in our pockets. As with drugs, other addictions, you have to actually go out and pursue it. But here you've got something that's with you 24-7, and you've really got to regulate this. So um, the one of the ways they define Internet addiction is spending more than 38 hours a week online. Well, research are telling us most of us are spending more than 38 hours a week online. So really, for these signs, most of us have at least a few of them already, which are spending more time than you need to be, feeling anxious when you can't get to your phone, you can't answer your email, your texts. Most of us feel those. So we have different mm-hmm. you know, levels of it, but most of us have some type of addiction, if we're so honest. So you're putting, you know, you're putting internet, internet addiction. It could be, um, of course, the phone, but it could be shopping online. I mean, we've tended to just say, ooh, the big one, you know, pornography. Mm -hmm. But you're saying Internet addiction encompasses the whole gamut of whatever we do online. Absolutely. Yes, that can be um, shopping. We're seeing a real rise in gambling online because it's so easily accessible for people to gamble online. And what a lot of people do is take an addiction, like say you have a shopping addiction, now it becomes an online shopping addiction or a gaming, you know, Mm -hmm. going to casinos, now it's Online, So it's made it so much easier and accessible for people to have those addictions. And really the, the, the biggest part we're concerned about is the everyday addictions of the texting that we're all doing, the applications that we all use that are being overused mm-hmm. and abused. Yes. Wow. This is serious information that uh, many families don't even realize they're slipping down that slippery slope. Yeah. They're modeling for their children. Or they're allowing their children thinking, you know, this is a great educational tool. Right. And, well, I'm going to take a break right here. But when we come back, I want to talk to you about all these online schools and how it can be contributing to Internet addiction. We'll be right back.
gonna get through this jungle. Ah, don't. No. Coffee, what was that? I don't know, but I will check through the binoculars. Oh, my joy, it is a hippopotamus. The strap is around my neck. Herbie the Hippo, and I can read Animal Story. Go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word. mrgmediaministries.com. You've got questions? God has answers, and they're all found in the Bible. Welcome to God's Treasure Chest. I'm Charles Mills. Let's see what's hiding in God's Word today. Will our animals go to heaven? In Eden, God told Adam, Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. God brought the animals to the man to see what he would name them. Genesis 1.28 and 2.19 NIV. Sin really messed things up. It created enemies where there used to be friends, distrust where there used to be harmony, and introduced both man and beast to the most heartbreaking result of evil, separation from God through death. I still miss a dog I had when I was a kid. His name was Tootles, a fox terrier beagle mix. He was my best friend. I believe that someday, when sin has been wiped from the universe and Eden has been restored as the Bible promises, the everlasting people-animal bond will be reestablished, and my little Tootles will run by my side through the meadows and mountains of the new earth. No, there's no Bible text to prove it one way or the other. But since God says He's preparing a home for me, He's got to know what I long to have waiting at the front door of my heavenly mansion. And God can do anything. If you'd like to learn more about God and His amazing treasure chest, write for your free kids-only Bible course. The address is Treasure Chest, P.O. Box 53055, Los Angeles, California, 90053. Discover the many answers waiting for you in God's treasure chest. Welcome back. I'm talking with Dr. Sylvia Hartfried. She is the co-author of The Digital Invasion. And I think every one of us need to pause and stop and think, you know, we're being invaded. It's invading everywhere. And I had promised listeners that we'd talk specifically about your take on online schooling. And the reason that this is so important is a lot lot of homeschool families do online schooling. Sure, and I've done it. <laughs> so I'm a good one to, yes, to speak to I that. Yes, I have too. Right. So, yeah, my son did um, did online. And I think it is, you know, there's so much, um, there's so many benefits to online and to be able to um, do schooling through um, through the Internet. I think for those that do homeschool, as, as I did myself, that their children are online for extended periods of time. They're going to have to be really um, intentional to have that 
break of this is when we're offline and this is when we're going to get out in real life. And I had to do that with my son to say, you know what, let's take a walk. We have what's called NDD, Nature Deficit Disorder today. Yes. Get out in nature. Feel that sun on your mm-hmm. face. You know, feel that breeze. And it's going to take, you know, an effort really for the mm-hmm. parent to help them to practice that digital wellness. It's not impossible, but it, I think it is more challenging. But remember, most schools now um, are well, bringing in iPads where the child sits on yes. an electronic product all day, even though they're with other kids and in a classroom yes, setting. Yes, it's called computer-enhanced instruction. Right. And I just was, you know, faced with the question, why aren't you going to do this for all of the subjects? And I said, I don't want my kids, I don't want the students in front of a computer all day long. Right. I, I'll do two subjects. Right. Two subjects, but I want all the others to be traditional. Right. You know, as wonderful as, uh, as the Internet is, as our technology is, you know, nothing takes the place of, of our real life in this world, this amazing world that God's made and relationships with real-life human beings. And to really get into real life as much as you can um, is really our a well, clear-in call. I want to spend the last—I well, want to make sure I've gotten everything covered about your book. So if I forget something, I'm going to actually use the book to help me through the last uh, questions. And that is uh, just looking at the problem and looking at a solution so mm-hmm. that we're giving the parents, a, you know, what the dilemma is and then what the solution is. So we can just start with um, the idea that technology is rewiring the brain, and you mentioned a number of systems in the brain that are being af- inf- affected by this. Would mm-hmm. you just share that with our listeners? Sure. So um, the first system that is affecting the brain is our pleasure system. And this is so important because we're having a lot of what's called now is anhedonia, which is actually a diagnosable disorder, which is people not being able to find pleasure in just mm-hmm. ordinary things. For example, the NDD, mm-hmm. the nature deficit disorder, where just watching a sunrise or a sunset just doesn't, oh, well, that doesn't do any good. I've got, you know, all these other multitasking things. My game's mm-hmm. more exciting. Uh, my texts are more exciting. So that's how it's impacting our brain's pleasure system. And then we have our brain has what's called a tranquility system. And that's what God has given for us to have our peace and our rest. And again, the digital world is wired for distraction. It's really important that we we know that, that in that distraction, we it's really impacting our, um, our peace and our um, uh, rest mm-hmm. that we need. And then our system three is the brain's memory system. And it's very interesting because we have something that's called the Google effect now, oh, which yes. is making people not, <laughs> the brain is not remembering things because it's saying, you know what, I can find this on Google. Mm-hmm. And, and teachers are even finding that, you know, kids are coming and saying, just tell me what to, what to, what's on the test so I can yes. just study for that. And so my brain doesn't have to remember mm-hmm. all these, these other facts. And the fourth system is the brain's learning system, and that's a big thing that we cover in the book, and that is the myth of multitasking, that our brain really works best when it's doing one thing at a time, and it masters that. Mm -hmm. We call it multi-sequencing. Do that, do it well, then go to the next Mm -hmm. thing, and really as... um, 
as educators, as parent educators, mm-hmm. helping your children to be able to master that is really the true sign of genius. When you can master mm-hmm. just doing one thing at a time and fighting all those other distractions, you will really, in life, have an edge over the people that are just doing a lot of things and really are not um, learning because our brains don't learn well in a multitasking yes, environment. that's absolutely correct. So we've talked about a number of problems. I don't want to leave my listeners without helping them prevent. Right. So just a couple of steps or a couple of strategies that we can conclude the show with. Well, the best things that that parents can do is to establish a digital wellness program. And that starts with building trust with your children through communicating. You know, as you've listened to this program, to say, you know, I listened to someone today and and all that digital use and that technology and the multitasking, you know, that's rewiring your brain. And and I want what's best for you. And I want to really see you... um, not waste your real life on a virtual life. So communicating that to them. So they build that trust. And then really keeping informed about the digital world. Research shows us that the number one fear parents have in parenting is how much time should my children be in the digital world. So I want to quickly give that. The American Academy of Pediatrics has given us some great guidelines. And theirs are from zero to age two. They're saying zero screen time. From the ages three to five, one hour per day. And then the ages 6 to 12, 90 minutes per day. And then ages 13 to 19, two hours a day. Research tells us most kids are spending over eight hours Mm -hmm. a day. So these are experts that know a lot about Mm -hmm. the impact of the digital world. And I think that's a really great place to start. But really the burden comes back to the parents. And remember their most powerful tool is their influence. Having good digital boundaries. These are my digital boundaries that (laughs) I've come up with. And really sticking with those because we are modeling that. And if we model good digital management to our children, there's a much higher chance that they, in turn, will have good, healthy digital lives. Share yours with us. Absolutely. So my first digital boundary is don't check my smartphone until after my morning devotions. Amen. A lot of people are checking their phones while they're still in bed. Mm -hmm. Try to end my digital day by 10 p.m. Some people say 8 p.m. I have some friends that ended at 4 Mm p.m. That's my boundary. Don't check my smartphone when having lunch with a friend. Take regular regular digital fasts. So we mm. have a digital fast challenge we, we are asking people to take. Limit checking emails or texts to once an hour. Real people trump virtual people. <laughs> and pray daily for God to help me become a good steward of my virtual life. Our virtual lives are not going away. Mm. They will always be with us. Technology will always be with us. But we can become a good steward of it so it can bring glory to God. Now, are those on your website? They're in our book, and they're on our website. We also have family digital contracts on our website, a, a, ch- a children's digital contract, a teenage digital contract, and then a family. And that's so important. for mm-hmm. This is really an age of opportunity for families to come together and say, you know, we're going to practice digital wellness together. This isn't yes. just a child's problem. It's not just a parent's problem. It's a family issue, mm-hmm. and you can really use that to bond you as a family. Go to Dr. Sylvia Freed's website, thedigitalinvasion.com. And I, I have been so blessed by our interview, and I know that my listeners have been too, because this is a problem, and it can easily be solved by just taking a little bit of time, recognizing it, and taking steps to have balance in our lives. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, Dr. You so Rose. Much. Thank you.
You have been listening to Homeschool Companion, a production of MRG Media. Be sure to join us on Facebook. Just type in the name Homeschool Companion. For more on this or to contact us, go to mrgmediaministries.com. That's all one word, mrgmediaministries.com.